We are going to begin our interview with Hosanna Bauer, and she was with the Fairfax Street Choir in the early 1970s. Now, welcome, Hosanna. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. It's so nice to be here. Well, thank you for coming in mm. and uh, mm-hmm. telling us about this uh, wonderful piece of, mm. well, it, it was history, but has now mm. become uh, contemporary as well. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about uh, uh, these times we live in. Uh, nothing really goes away. Fairfax Street Choir is still here to stay. <laughs> Indeed, and, and we'll get into that. And as I said earlier, uh, well, nothing ever goes away. And, and by uh, a wonderful miracle of a chant, the, the Fairfax Street Choir have been uh, rediscovered in a way. Yes. And we'll be uh, delving into that and what will become of that. So, Great. Uh, exciting stuff. So anyway, welcome, Hosanna. Fairfax Street Choir. Where was the Fairfax Street Choir Obviously, Fairfax in Marin. That's right. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that magical kingdom in Marin County. Marin County is a magical kingdom, but definitely in the 60s and 70s, it was a world of its own. And uh, in Fairfax, I found myself to be living there in 70, say, starting in 1971. My little family lived there. I lived there with my son and my husband in his house that he grew up in, in Fairfax. And uh, he was in a rock and roll band called the Tokoloma Swamp Band. And I'd sing with them sometimes. And maybe some people out there listening now know who I'm talking about. Rick Walt was on bass. And he later joined the Fairfax Street Choir. But at any rate, my friend Seeley knew that I liked singing, that I was a singer. And she left me a note one day and said, you got to go and uh, go to San Rafael and check out these singers that are starting to rehearse with uh, Karen Carlson and Marla Hunt, Marla Hunt Hansen. And I took her up on that, that offer. I definitely wanted to sing. And this was a wonderful opportunity, it turned out to be. And uh, we ended up getting together every week around the piano that Marla would be playing. She wrote the songs that we sang and one by one, people would join this choir and learn the parts to the songs. We had altos, sopranos, middles, tenors, and basses. All of a sudden, we were 25 <laughs> strong by 1970, in the 72, around in the 72. That was most of the town. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we were. And Marla got the offer to go and, and play at Sleeping Lady Cafe, which was the the center of the town. It was a cafe that was started as a, as a co-op with um, Billy Bramlett and um, about 20 other guys who young musicians, writers, poets, and artists, and they wrote the bylaws for their cooperative venture on a placemat from a pizza parlor. <laughs> and it was cooperative. It turned out to be a vegetarian, non-smoking, the first non-smoking uh, establishment, definitely in Marin, and they had music every night. Wow. And every night you would see uh, all the great, the local luminaries who turned out to be, you know, the rocks, the rockers of Marin County. And you just uh, happened to be living. We're talking, yeah, we're talking, you know, Bill Champlin and the Sons of Champlin would play there. But I want to get back to the members of the street choir right yes. now. And now you mentioned Marla. Yes, Marla. Uh, she's very important. Yes, Marla Hunt had been playing with the, uh, was the pianist in, uh, the Ace of Cups who were 
played at the Fillmore and she knew the routine. Now, if people don't know yeah. the Ace of Cups, Ace they of were Cups. all, uh, all, all uh, female, female band. Uh, band from the 60s. Yes, you're right. From Thank San you. Francisco were, 60s. Yes, they were. And three of them came into the street choir. And Mary Gannon played bass for a while and she sang and danced in the street choir. And um, Diane Drummer, Diane Vitalich played uh, drums and sang like I guess she was a middle, I think. Later the, in the street choir, Peter Tork joined us, and he was there ah, a couple of years. Wonderful, of and course. We, if just yeah, mind Peter Tork and the Monkeys uh, from the Monkeys, mm-hmm. indeed. Um, yeah. yeah, and the ladies in the in the street choir, a couple of them had their husbands were in a band called the Sons of Champlin. <laughs> Wendy's um, husband was a pianist in the Sons of Champlin. And Patty's husband was the lead guitar player, Terry Haggerty, in the Suns. And, uh, Cheryl, we rehearsed at Cheryl's house, and Cheryl's old man, well, it was James Gurley, Janice's uh. guitar player. So we were all, and my husband was in the, in a band, so a lot of us were connected with rock, the rock and roll scene. Obviously, after the 60s, a lot of people migrated into Marin County, Sonoma County, didn't they, from... Um, yes, and a lot San of us Francisco. grew up there. We we, uh, we grew up there. Um, we were all in our early 20s. Well, I was 22 yeah. years old. Oh, that's right. In, in fact, we were um, doing this at a young age. Before that, uh, you, you grew up in Sausalito yes, and Marin, and you had yes. a, a whole other baptism into the rock uh, world from that uh, portal. Yes, I, I came from Sausalito, and I had a musical life there, <laughs> a musical childhood, <laughs> I might say. But even babysitting uh, musical... Uh, <laughs> yes, I used to. I was a babysitter. I was known as a jazz babysitter, and because my stepfather was a jazz drummer, and he would get me... And my sister, my sister was younger, so she didn't get the babysitting jobs. And I, so one famous person I babysat for was uh, Astrid Gilberto, when her band Brazil '66 was in town and playing at the Trident. And um, my dad knew these people, and so I babysat for her son and members of the Kingston Trio. And Steve Swallow was—he was on the road with Cleo Lane and Jack Jones, Larry Coriel. That's right. No, wasn't that a great, uh, the cream? You have a great cream story. Yeah, I saw, I saw, when I was 16 <laughs> in Sausalito, I, I, I was going to see cream, uh, Eric Clapton and Ginger Baker and Jack Bruce play at the Fillmore. And that day, that Saturday, I saw them on the, uh, wharf at the Trident and I got their autograph, two of their autographs, and I still have it. I showed Arnold the <laughs> autograph of Eric Clapton and Ginger Baker on the same piece of paper. Right. So it was, there uh, but, was a there lot was, going but also on. Also, Paul yeah. Butterfield was on that same piece of paper. Mike Bloomfield. It? Oh, Mike Bloomfield. Yeah, yeah, I had, yeah, I saw Mike Bloomfield yeah. a week later and I had pulled out the, the, uh, autograph of Ginger and Eric and I just had him sign the other side of it. So it's, it's a unique autograph piece of paper. Really? Okay, big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> oh, for That's us about it. I didn't collect too many of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you those stories. There's a lot of stories. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, just to give you. some uh, flavor of where you came from. But yeah. now coming back to the to the choir, I mean, at that time, obviously, you jumped in. But not only that, you were also a young mother. So yes. somehow you were uh, handling. Yes, I had my son. A, a, a lot of us ladies, we were all young mothers. We were young mothers and the, their husbands were young fathers <laughs> and musicians. And we were a 
really an interesting slice of society in in the time and place that we were in. And we were very musically inclined, and luckily we could be surround Marla's piano and be taught and trained in a high-quality musical experience by someone who's experienced in the scene, for sure, in the city, San Francisco. And we soon got gigs. We soon started getting the gigs. So where did you play with the choir? Um, well, we, we played all the local places in Marin, and then we went to, you know, College of Marin, UC Davis, Whole Earth Festival. We went down to L.A., and played at some giant hall with the cosmic beam, Francisco Lupica. No, it was Paul Horn. Or Marley, was it Lupica or Paul Horn? <laughs> and uh, the MC was uh, Lou Rawls. Oh, my goodness. And then we played the Masonic and Glide Memorial, two Easters. We played the Young Museum, Hall of Flowers, Hertz Hall, Berkeley Campus, just a lot of the big, big halls. We had 25 singers, and we had a five-piece band. That's quite a group yeah. to move it's around. Very exciting. How, yes. how were the logistics? Were you, was it Often, been an old uh, oh, psychedelic school there bus? Was, or something? There <laughs> were the proverbial bus. Yes, there, we had the bus. We had, you know, individual cars, of course. Uh, we had many adventures on the road with flat tires sometimes. We had... Amazing things happen, but with faith, all worked it out, and we got to the gig on time <laughs> by the skin of our teeth. Let's play. Now we've talked about yeah. it. We should really play so yeah. people have an idea of what. Um, I want to play a song, is in a store. cut from the first song on this new CD that has just come out in the last two weeks. Let's say two weeks ago. I want to play the number one song. Well, I did happen to record it. It's me singing lead. And I brought the gospel to the table, and I want you to hear a little bit of this with the band. It's called Music in the Air, Sister Rosetta Tharp song. And we got an arrangement of it by a different group, but we did our own thing with it. So here goes, Music in the Air. Yeah, 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 yeah
goodness. Mm. Mm. Oh, Hosanna. That wow. Was, that was a kicker. Yes. So uh, <laughs> music in the air. Think about it. Hmm. But first, tell yes. me about your voice. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was, I got <laughs> Where to see. Does it come from? I got the chance to be able to, you know, embark and take off with the help of the band and all the singers behind me. You see, there's really nothing like leading a choir and having, having them have your back. Mm. It's, it's like surfing a big wave in Hawaii and you just, you're in the zone and I could draw upon my chops. I had experience singing. Luckily, you have to have something. Something to go on, some experience, but like I say, it just was that song too. The song had the mojo. A voice like that, like yours, doesn't just uh, jump out of nowhere. My voice was. I always <laughs> sang. I I always sang since I was four, and my I think it, it runs in my family singing because my grandfather was a concert singer and sang opera and world music he was a very great singer baritone i guess i got the gene (laughs) but then of course you gotta uh, pick the right material Mm. oh yeah and gospel is something i can like i say i I, i'm a carry i carry the gospel i'm i in music i'm running for jesus you know it's the music that i find it inspires audiences quite a lot and I'm going to stick stick to it till the day I die. Amen. And obviously, mm-hmm. this, this is a recording from the seventies. Uh, yeah. Yes, it was remastered was. Uh, on the um, CD. But you are still singing and performing in and around uh, Sonoma that's and Marin correct. County to this day. Yes, that's correct. I keep singing in Marin County. I sing in Sonoma County, and I have been singing here for twenty years. Hooking up with the Love Choir in Sebastopol was a great move in like 1997 and the ride with uh, Mr. Music and his and company and the band and all the wonderful singers I've met in that choir. I've gotten to lead, lead sing gospel there. And in fact, uh, let's see, I did 16 Kate Wolf festivals about, or I attended 16 or 17 of them and got to sing and lead sing at the gospel tent we created the first gospel tent in the year 2000 at the one of the early kate wolf festivals and ever since then we kept on creating that experience for people to have indeed what a a wonderful resource uh, the love choir is uh, terrific then reel back to the 70s uh this was yes. all going on uh, mm-hmm. you were performing mm-hmm. and all that was happening right. um what happened it carried on for like 1972 to 75 or 6 and people came and went uh, and i stayed for three years i was able to attend and be very uh present uh with the, that wonderful group uh then i moved to sonoma county and went back to the land. Mm. And I moved to Bloomfield. Ah. As you know, it's that town eight miles out of Sebastopol. Got a little piece of land and we built a house there and then I had stepchildren. So I started raising four children there. Mm. Yeah, changed into a very Yeah, it was a very different, life. Life, different <laughs> lifestyle. I said, yeah. Some of the people you mentioned obviously went on to bigger and better things in the world. And, uh... mm-hmm. Well, the- 
the street choir carried on a year or two more. And what was fun about Fairfax was you got to know that like Van Morrison lived there and his parents, I guess he set them up to have a record store. It was like a couple doors down from the Sleeping Lady. Mm -hmm. So you'd see Mr. and Mrs. Morrison selling record albums and it was very charming. It was a very unique little town and um, I just wanted to bring that that memory up to so you'll see what it was like there so anyway. basically the, the the choir did finish in in the late 70s then basically mm, uh i think 76, 76 or so or 77 let's put it let's put it that way uh, but i wasn't there then at the time when it yeah. when it shifted into other things really mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. point everyone just oh well just moved along and <clears throat> excuse me i think so i believe so got on with their lives until um yeah i had moved so i didn't keep a, tra- a track of every everyone after that right and now so, we're having a re- real lot of reunions yeah now there was a reunion uh, about five years ago mm-hmm. 2014 was that the time of when the tapes were found no the tapes were were always present in the basement apparently in hawaii at moses's house moses thrasher was like he he was a road manager and made the posters and things like that and he had the tapes and clyde went to hawaii and remastered them and worked for weeks to create a cd of all this of a certain amount of this material when was this? Um, when did he? Um, I, this was. I'm going to say four years ago. Okay, I don't. This was the first CD that came out with the Fairfax Street Choir, and you'll find out all about us, everyone listening out there. If you go to the FairfaxStreetChoir.com, you will find this whole history and and the CDs uh, there mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. After all those years, suddenly mm-hmm. that resurfaced, and mm-hmm. and you have a. A reunion yeah. at uh, the Marin County Fair? Yes, we played the Marin County Fair because Marla got us together and we rehearsed and rehearsed. We did a, a fair and we played opposite the Whalers on a <laughs> Saturday or Sunday, you know. Uh, we have a video of it and uh, that's what we did. It was a project. You know, right. we we don't carry it on like do gigs now, but that was a project yeah. that we we successfully fulfilled. How many people turned up for that gig? Oh, there were twenty altogether, or so. Yeah, we had the sections. We had altos, sopranos, middles, tenors, and basses. <laughs> Familiar faces, and it was great singing. It was just like no time had gone by. <laughs> That's the thing about singing—you can catch catch up right where you left off. Really. Yeah, in feeling and in sound too. Really, even after in all sound. Those years. Yes, yeah. yeah. You remember the parts, and huh. of course, you got to fine tune yourself with a good director. But well, let's just talk about the actual songs that you used mm-hmm. to um, mm-hmm. sing. Uh, Great. Some were yeah, original. Let's do the music. Uh, some were, yeah. You know, obviously ones that were brought in. Uh, yes, like classics, basically. How, how were they chosen? Just uh, people put them forward. Mm-hmm. Marla presented a lot of them. She'd say, let's do this one. She wrote it. I'd like to play this one, Let Your Light Guide You Home, because that's the title of this new CD. Well, let's just play that right now. Yes, I'd love to play that. That's Kira on lead vocals, and it was redone this year in the studio. Reworked. It was reworked. So let's hear Let Your Light Guide You Home.
beautiful thanks kira thanks marla and the band let your light guide you home all the singers so uh marla hunt uh, hansen mm-hmm. wrote it mm-hmm. and arranged it mm-hmm. and uh, kira thelen mm-hmm. uh, was the lead yes and, and kira kira is a, a wonderful gal uh and she goes her parents go back to the time when they owned a, a shop in the Haight ashbury that was the center the hub of the Haight. was called the psychedelic shop Oh, I see. They were the psychedelic dudes Whoa. and mom. That is well known. Yeah. <laughs> Marsha and Ron Thelen. Shout out to the whole fam. The Red House. That's a lot of history there. Yeah. The, the Red House in Forest Oh, 
And uh, coming from uh, England, I wasn't here during those well, 60s and 70s. Tell us uh, about but, um, what you were doing in our, London in well, the 60s. But, but San Francisco was the place. I mean, that was the cathedral, the place really? we looked to for our inspiration Ooh. from all around the world. Mm. What was going on here, mm. the music, uh, you know, the inspiration of the creativity, that was... Wow. This was it. That's why I came here. <laughs> Whoa. Well, this is a slice of life for you to find out about, huh? Indeed. Just beautiful. Yeah, I was driving around those areas not knowing what mm-hmm. else was going on in 1972. Oh, with that, I'd, I'd like to uh, play a cut number 11 on this uh, new CD, Let Your Light Guide You Home. I'm choosing this because it, it features the wonderful mystical writing of Marla Hunt Hansen and Bill Champlin is singing the lead on this song and he went on after this to be in the band he was leader of the sons of champlin and then he went to and was in the band called chicago yeah we've heard of that yeah (laughs) yeah chicago so this bill oh give me wings
Well, Ooh, very that powerful. Was, that was, a, was wonderful hearing it. Marla on piano, just those notes. Lovely, lovely singing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bill. You're out there. Well, now let's uh, roll this all forward. So all this was done, uh, everything was recorded and put on CDs. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden uh, there was a phone call out of the blue. That's right. That's right. And that phone call came to me in last August 2018. I got a call. It happened to be August 16th. I had just heard, just heard that Aretha Franklin had passed. That afternoon I was in shock because I love Aretha and she was my first gospel mentor, actually, when I was 15 and I heard her song called, Are You Sure? Your prayers haven't been answered. Okay, then I, the phone rings and Marla calls me and says, she said that the Fairfax Street Choir had been picked up for a documentary series about the history of country music. And it is the next PBS series by Ken Burns and Florentine Films. That means that this man named Peter Miller found and located a song from our first CD called Will the Circle Be Unbroken that I sang lead on. And they liked it very much. And they wanted to use it in their series of country music and you, th- you see, this gospel song that I sang, it is very con- country. It's a hymn, and it's they like the sound of it. Now, I'm also wondering, we're the Fairfax Street Choir, right? And he, I think Peter might have thought we were from Fairfax, Virginia, because we sound like it. That's just my little hit. But um, so I was so excited. I was blown out of the box when Marla told me. I was so excited. And I mean, really, I had to think out of the box. Like, what does this mean? Um, we're going to be on a PBS documentary. And in it, he said uh, one episode, but by December, he told us we'd be in two episodes, the Alpha and the Omega, the one and the eight. It's a series of eight mm-hmm. and it's a 16 hour series. There's uh it's going to be aired in September this year, September 15th to the 18th. Episodes 1 to 4 will be presented. And then September 22nd to September 25th, episodes 5 to 8 will be presented. In all its glory of all the stars of country music. And heck, I'm going to be up there singing with them. <laughs> They're going to do a lot of Saturday night. And they chose us to do some of the Sunday morning of country music. The wonderful thing about life, anybody out there, just uh, never give up, never ex- think anything is ever gone, or really keep keep the spirits up, and you never know what can happen. No, they, I would say yes. That that song was out was there to be discovered, and uh, it will be in, really fun to hear it in how it's presented in the fall. So everybody, look for it for this uh, series. And uh, where can people get copies of the uh, CDs? There's two websites. The main one is, is the record company called Corrales, CorralesRecords.com. You got to get a copy, everybody, because this documents the spirituality that was to be gleaned out of the whole 60s experience. We were doing it in Fairfax, and these CDs are just golden gems. The Train to Glory one, and then the other one is Let Your Light Guide You Home. You can also find them if you went to the FairfaxStreetChoir.com site as well. You could locate it. Well, she'll go out uh, on uh, Circle that Be Unbroken. Note with the Circle Be Unbroken, yes, I would think. 
We're going to play the song that they liked, that Peter Miller enjoyed. And this is me singing when I was 22 years old. So let her rip. There are love lines in the so much thank you my pleasure where was that to recorded do you know we've been wondering oh (laughs) Uh, we think it it, it could be the sleeping lady or could be marshall tavern i don't know it sounded like a bigger audience actually than those places so marla what do you think where i think it's somewhere else i don't know where okay Well, thank you so much, Come. Hosanna, for coming in. Hosanna Bauer with the yep. Fairfax Street Choir. And as I said, keep a lookout in the fall with the Ken Burns documentary on country music, where Hosanna's voice will be featured. <laughs> 